we're here. We figured out the right time. We made it. <laughs> Y'all, we're a year into it. And unfailingly, when Monica and I don't have a babysitter, our time all plan. Bets yeah, all, all bets are off. Yeah, all bets are I'm like 9 a.m. texting this morning. I'm like, what time? We're like, I don't know. I don't know. Later is fine. <laughs> and then Monica's like, hey, sorry, I'm not ready yet. I'm like, I literally thought that we were starting in three hours. So me neither. <laughs> I went on like a brisk walk and then was drenched in sweat. And I was it like, is really hot shower. here too. It's so hot. I know. I watched Juno and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm done with this. I'm over it. All right. Also, sorry, I already pre, um, yay, my cider. So Me I don't... too. Oh, I tried to make like a little white wine spritzer, except Ooh. that <laughs> wait, <laughs> <laughs> except that I'm dying. <laughs> except that I didn't have any Lacroix left, except for the one I had cracked open last night, uh-huh. and I was like, it'll be oh. fine. It's no Topo Chico. No, it won't. It won't. So I have some flat. LaCroix. Okay. <laughs> it's a sad, okay. sad glass of wine. Dumb question, but is a wine spritzer just like wine with something bubbly in it? Like a that's what I've always thought. Seltzer. Yeah. I, that's what I would think. I've yeah. just never had one. Just make it a little bubbly. I just feel like it's always something that people talk about on shows, like a white wine spritzer. A spritzer. Like, lovely. I've never a had little one. spritz. In little spritz. European tradition, a spritzer is just adding like little bubbles and not to oh. sound like a little asshole but when okay. you're climbing in the swiss alps and you stop yeah. at the different huts they make yeah. you these little apple cider spritzers that oh. is basically a apple cider and sparkling water or whatever and but i bet it's it is so fresh. so yummy and refreshing uh our friends were like keep drink water and i'm like no i'm gonna chuck like 10 gallons no of this more apple, apple. i like this apple stuff yeah no reef re- replace my camelback i'm doing this the whole yeah. way <laughs> i like this better this guy i like this one that's good. yeah well <laughs> what is that water water it's horrible, it's horrible. <laughs> oh leslie little baby mama mm. oh little leslie oh nope. wait in Yes, yes, that was were. Amy Poehler. I was thinking of the soda yes. episode. Oh, that's also true. A little. She's uh, like, what are they putting in the sugar? That's so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's roughly the size of a small child, if child liquefied. liquefied. <laughs> so good. So Ooh. good. Oh, Hello. let's get this going. Spritzer's gonna spritz. Spritz gonna spritz. What are you wearing? You guys, I almost played the whole, like, I have a surprise for Monica game again. Because <laughs> another, I, another gift for Carly and not for me. I, have, I mean, it will be eventually. I have me. access to something that Monica does not that's exciting. Mm. But I am extremely excited to be wearing one of our TX Forever podcast t-shirts special first. edition first anniversary 
Devil Town mm. t-shirts. I know it's a mouthful, but we had a damn lot to celebrate. They are one of a kind. So they have our Devil Town song album artwork on it, basically. That Carly did. That's lovely. It's beautiful. I did. I, did. I made it. You did it. You might it. Um, but we I know that we've talked about these before. We posted on the Instagram for pre-order, but they are here, y'all. And I'm wearing here. one right now, and I'm not gonna lie. We were like, ugh, I hope they come in comfy. Monica and I are both a little t-shirt picky. I don't sure. like them too boxy. I don't like them too like thick, you know? Yeah. Um, but I also like them to be big and form shape hiding. <laughs> yeah. Form shape hiding. <laughs> and, and and cozy. Um, Anyways, they have fulfilled our wildest dreams. They're super soft, super Mm. cozy. They fit awesome. They're the perfect big cozy t-shirt without being like swallowing you or like being Mm. too boxy. Anyways, we've got them in white. We've got them in black. And we will never make these again. These are our first edition t-shirts. So and they get are while they're hot. Yeah, limited uh, amount. So get one. Be special so that you can say that you had our first ever merch and celebrate our wonderful single Devil Town. Exactly. You can be season three, episode one. I knew them when. Nailed it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm honestly impressed with the archival reference there with the way I know. I actually got a double check right now. Right. But I'm. Yeah. Season three, episode one. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, guys, yes, we're so excited about our merchy merch. Merchy merch. So get them, get that cold, hard plastic out. Absolutely. Put it in your comp and let's go. Yep. And they're no longer pre-order, so you can head to our website and order them. And as soon as Carly ships them, you will have them. (laughs) You will receive them. (laughs) TXforeverpod.com slash shop. Absolutely. That's it. That's it. And also, fun Labor Day edition, free sticker with every t-shirt purchase. So Yeah, guys, what a bargain. Head to the web, order a t-shirt, support the show. They're super cute, super cozy. I promise you will not regret it. Monica and I both like our little brats when it comes to t-shirts, and these are cozy we AF. Are. Yes. I can't wait for mine. I am pleased. Yay. That was lovely. Yay. That was um, a little another... housekeeping. Yeah, we have more, though. That was. We have more. And I might want to play our clip because we haven't in we a should. while. So give me one moment. So, y'all, let's continue with our housekeeping. I'll come, come back, back later. later. Mm. Yes. So our last TX talk that came out last Friday yes. was with the lovely Liza Richardson. What a queen. I literally texted Monica and I was like, I... Can she, like, adopt us as her children and be our mom? <laughs> Feels like April and Andy. Yes. Can you – you guys seem really cool. Like, can we, yeah. can we call like, you grandma? Can we be our grandma? <laughs> right. No. Even though Liza's not old enough to be our grandma. Just no. We want her to be, like, our super cool aunt. Yes. That's just what I was about to say. Super cool aunt. And Don't blow up your aunt. <clears throat> don't blow up your aunt. People don't go to Azkaban for blowing up their aunts. <laughs> <laughs> But in the real world, you would go to jail yeah, do for it. blowing up your hands. Don't do that. Um, but she was the music supervisor for FNL. It was her first project. And then she went on to do so many Basically other shows. Parenthood. Exactly. Parenthood, Watchmen, Banks, um, Banks. Outer Banks. <laughs> oh, Barry. Barry. Outer Banks. Banks. <laughs> Morning show. <laughs> the show. The the thing. The blah. The boo. Yeah. Yeah. She's so, worked on so, so many incredible shows. And for somebody so like 
me who I wasn't super familiar with music supervision other than like they just are really good at making playlists. Um, so it was so enlightening and so interesting to find out how much goes into her work and just how much passion she had for TV yeah. and music. It was really it was a, a really, really special one. one. Yes. And it was I texted Carly. We both text each other. This was like a very like, yeah, we text stop though. and celebrate. Yep, guys, we text. Don't be jealous. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should stop and take a second and take this yes. in because it's a very special um, moment in our podcast and just the fact that I got to write Emmy nominated in our yeah. caption it's just so cool she's so. just so accomplished and inspiring and it it's it doesn't always feel like super glamorous when we have people from behind the scenes come on but her work is has really like formed TV yeah. today and it was a really special moment for us and she was so warm and welcoming and kind and so we just had a blast getting to meet her and we hope you do too yes and i wanted to play um she mentioned one of her favorite maybe not maybe not maybe also nailed it maybe 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 with the backside (laughs) of a hammer what's that jam jeremy jam yeah she says you just i was about to say you jammed just and he's jammed. like you got reverse jammed with the backside of the hammer <laughs> retro jam. retro jam so she talked about one of her favorite moments or possibly her favorite moment that was what i was trying to say earlier before i had a stroke that um occurred in fnl music wise and it's uh, another of our favorites it's dead man's will by aaron wine and calexico love which we love season one episode eight crossing the line so i just wanted to play that scene really quick for the people just to listen to. Here we go. This is for you, the people. This is for you, the people. Happy your eye. Tim, who did that to you? This is when Jason finds out about Tim and Lila, just to give you a recap. Yes. Remember that season Jay. one hot take? Right. Yeah. Frozen peas. Cuts his grilled cheese in half and slides it over. I'm crying and I'm not even watching it and haven't watched it. It's so sweet. Ugh. Chills. Ugh. So when I was re-listening to that episode, I was like, oh, I want to hear that right now. So I just wanted to make sure we we gave that scene. Yes, agreed. It's due diligence again. And what an yeah. excellent selection. Okay, I had one little like piece of, uh, not FOMO, what's it called when mm. you like wish you did something? Regret. Regret. I should know that word. <laughs> It's I'm filled regret. with it, damn it. Um, when <laughs> lousy with it. I'm lousy with it. When we asked her like her favorite music and movie of all time, I wish that I had just like interjected my own because it's kind of famous in the film world and I wanted to see if she thought that it was like Ooh. kitschy or really liked it because cool. I bet she would have really liked it. But just in case y'all were wondering, my favorite um, music adaptation, you won't be surprised, Monica. Okay is the Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam original soundtrack for Into the Wild, which was produced by Sean Penn. And there's a bunch of glorious connections between all of those people, but it was glorious. Mm. 
basically mm. just like is my whole life. And I wish I had gotten her like take her hot take on it. But anyways, yeah. we'll have to I would love to run a lot of things past her. So we'll just we'll yes, just reconnect. We'll be running a lot of things past you, Liza. We won't we'll we'll keep we it spaced out so your inbox is not flooded, but yeah. it will be like a a constant stream. Yeah. Of questions Pretty and much information. Never ending. Mine is even Seeking more basic than that. Google. Yeah. Mine's even more basic than that. I just always think about the 500 Days of Summer soundtrack. Uh, it's just so damn good. It was good. so I'm amazing. Sorry. I heard somebody yeah. crap on it recently, and I was like, you only no. can say that because it's like 15 years later. It, exactly. It was so revolutionary for its time. It was yes. one of the things that kicked off the mainstream indie music genre. Right. I mean, obviously, it existed already on the fringes, but it brought a lot to the center of the conversation. Yes. And just how like integral integral yes. integral yeah no, integral. um integ- integral no, it was it. in the plot like the expectations in reality with the yes. specter song playing like oh yeah, just the way the music everything was, was intertwined into the plot was really unusual another yes. one that does that um ugh, obviously we just really wanted to talk to her for forever <laughs> but i would have <laughs> yeah, loved so to now ask we're doing her it. about <laughs> amelie um oh, because the yes. music uh that's another one and um Beautiful. eternal sunshine and spotless mind integrated mm. music in like a super unique way to the story because they are like fast forwarding and rewinding and going back and forth in time and anyways you know that's one that i've missed that's been that's like something on my list forever i know oh i would watch that with you you will love it definitely remember that it's like 15 years old but it's it's timeless for sure but it is um actually one of my favorite what's his face movies i know you don't love him um oh my god Oh, uh, Jim Carrey. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you want to see him I actually not... love him more in dramatic roles. Yes. Like, yeah. I don't like his comedy. Yeah. Right. If you want to see him, like, not after just doing, like, ten lines of coke, <laughs> right. watch <laughs> Eternal Sunshine or Truman Show. Yes. And that's my favorite of his, Truman Show. Truman so. Show. Amazing. Okay. Also, sorry, one more. Garden State. Ooh, okay. Another. See, that has slipped through my zeitgeist. Oh, I've really? listened to the soundtrack. I know a tons okay. about it because I'm obsessed with Zach Braff and Natalie Portman. Yes. Um, but so ooh, those would go well together too. Eternal they Sunshine would. is like kind of heavy, and then you could cheer up with Garden State. Yeah. Garden State has like heaviness, but it's not yeah, it's yeah, definitely yeah. more lighter. Yes. There's also, y'all, an incredible one of the earliest Natalie Portman movies. And it's insane. I, it has like a cult following. It's called, um, oh shit, Kelsey's going to kill me. Um, Be for Vendetta. Deep in the Heart, I'm pretty sure, but let me double check so that we don't oh. have to fact check it. No, V for Vendetta, Obvi is. Obvi. And I just don't feel like a lot of people have seen it. What, V for Vendetta? Mm-hmm. No, I think it's just you. Okay. Oh, it's called um, Where the Heart Is. It was made in 2000. Really super young Natalie Portman. It's the fucking most insane movie you'll ever see. This girl, (laughs) it's in like, it's hilarious and insane and ridiculous. Like you think it's a pretend movie, but then it's also really, really good and has amazing music. It's very hard to describe. Natalie Portman basically has a baby in a Walmart and then there's a tornado oh. and like all this crazy shit happens. And that's like the first 20 minutes of the movie. So okay. buckle okay. in. It's crazy, super weird, but like weirdly amazing. Okay. Anyways, if you love Natalie Portman, that's a that's a I deep do. dive. And it has a really like strange cult following in history. You can rabbit hole that one. Hardcore. <laughs> Hardcore. 
And uh, this has been it. Carly and Monica's music corner. I mean, movie corner. Yes, movie music corner. Yeah. Yeah, combo. Um, oh, I wanted us, so we've shit on the Shattered Glass podcast before, which is now <laughs> we are supported by, which is weird. And, break and that's an ad. And break the glass. Um, oh, the glass will be shattered. Yeah, the music is good because it's. Uh, I mean, it's Sarah Brellis, so. Wait. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just assumed it was yeah. the same guy who's written all the other jingles. You thought it was a guy? Or well, so there's a there's a guy who has written the armchair expert jingle and the mm-hmm. armchair and dangerous. Oh, and I you thought, thought he, he just wrote did it that. and yeah. didn't sing it. Okay, yeah. I was like, it's clearly a woman. Oh, cool. No, Sarah Beam. Maybe he wrote it with her. No, I bet I bet you're right because it's all yeah. female produced. Yes, exactly. God, your misogyny is uh, <laughs> so apparent right yeah. now. <laughs> Sorry, guys, slips through every once in a while. I hate women. Right. But it's hilarious that we joked about the fact that we were going to sue them for copyright. I know. With, because our band was called Shattered Glass in the eighth grade. And, and then, then they it got sued happened. for copyright, which also yeah. like, I'm sorry. You have the most resources right. available to no you than anybody. Demand. And you didn't just like freaking trademark check before you started a podcast. Or am I that surprised? Actually, maybe I'm yeah, not. Maybe I'm not. They were just like, tra-la-la. We can right. use whatever we name we this. want. Yes, but we have we have talked about it's not our favorite, but the last episode was really good. Carly yep. told me to listen to it, and it talks about grief and, and trauma and, and ways to uh, cope with people and reach out and be consistent about reaching out, and it's really good. Oh, yeah, if you want to pull up. Um, her name is Cheryl Sandberg. She's an incredible, like, uh, her professional career is astounding, yeah, but insane. it's not really what they talk about. She also really suddenly lost her husband at a young age, and they talk about how to move on with grief and also some of the assumptions that people make uh, of what is okay in your life to do after trauma. And I just really connected with the idea that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about what you can and can't do post-trauma or what they think you should be doing to heal. And I'm like, everybody shut up. And she just had a really funny and powerful perspective. So yeah, and it's a lot of what we've talked about on this show. Yes, it's good. Check it out. And then a couple more things. Um, This is very short and then a little bit of a longer keeping of the house. (laughs) Um, I was laughing because I was listening to an episode and we were like, fuck TikTok. I hate it. I'm never getting on. (laughs) Guys, I'm on TikTok. (laughs) Monica's on TikTok. I have joined the youths at Monica Moser underscore because I guess Monica Moser was taken by some Gen Zer. But some I so I small ha- child them some small child the who like episodes with um I always want to damn it I shouldn't have started the sentence mm. what's the uh super gross old actor he's famous for being ugly um and I always want to call him <laughs> Scorsese but it's not Scorsese because obviously Tarantino um no 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 I'll look it up Which, keep going side note Tarantino is very ugly yeah he is gross <clears throat> Ooh, um I had to get on TikTok for my job and so because we're experimenting with this so I was like I might as well get on it for my own use and let me say I still don't like the newsfeed I'm not really watching videos on it I don't like how it's designed oh really there's material on there that's kind of yeah I think it improves your timeline and it shows you things but definitely <laughs> it keeps showing me videos of <laughs> so <laughs> I I quickly jump out of there Mm-mm. um Carly bleep that name out for me I will. but Thank you. Thank you. But I am on TikTok. I like posting on it. And yeah, so that's it. Okay. But the fun news is we are doing a bonus episode. Steve Buscemi. Sorry. 
Oh. <laughs> and wait, what was he, that related to? He's like to? a really, really shitty PI. And he goes into a high school and oh, he's like holding a skateboard yes. and he's wearing yes. a hat. And he's like, hey, what's up, all you youths? youths? And I was like, that's yeah. Monica on TikTok, Steve Buscemi in a high school. Steve Buscemi. Yep. That's me. <laughs> that's me. So or that, or I'm in. I'm Andy Bernard, and I'm dating um, a professional yogurt chef. Oh, yeah. And y'all ran into a mailbox. <laughs> it's the only illegal thing you've ever done. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, guys, last piece of housekeeping is we are doing a special bonus episode with Miss Luann Stevens, a.k.a. Grandma Saracen. Oh, we talked yeah. about it briefly on our interview. We kind of joked about we it, joking, but then we were like, we you thought you were joking, but we weren't. We're doing a dating advice episode. We will title it something clever. But for now, it is just a dating episode with Luann Stevens. We're going to get messages from you guys, from our friends. And we can keep it Monica's anonymous. And my problems as well. And we will talk. We will go very vulnerable probably at the end with our problems. Yep. And it will not be anonymous because, you know, you'll know well, who it is. So I think it's pretty clear our dating struggles. We yeah, we've been pretty open about it, but we're going to get even opener about it. And you won't um, even believe. You won't even believe it. What's gone so, wrong? Please, if you're either single, you're in a relationship, whatever have you, send in a question, an experience, whatever you want, whatever whatever you want to share with Miss Luann yeah. and to have her give her Whatever advice. you've ever wanted to just like cozy up in Grandma Saracen's lap yep. and, and let off your chest, it's time. Now's the time. Yeah. It's, it's going to be time. funny and, I, and sweet and real yes. as well. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be all the things. So if y'all want to start sending us messages, we're going to start collecting them today. Um, you can email us at info at TX Forever Pod, or you can DM us and we'll start organizing them for yes. this time. It's going to be yes. awesome. Please participate. We're really excited. Yes. And so is she. Uh, she. This was like her idea pretty much. And yeah. we think it's awesome. And it's going to be super fun. Yes, 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 yes. That when you said awesome, I, I think I sent you this, my favorite video awesome. about... Um, no, about corporations um, trying to get on Pride Month. <laughs> oh. And she's like, we love gay. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> That's my new favorite thing to say. We love gay. We love gay. It's awesome. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> At the butter shop. Okay, so some fackies before we get into the episode. Quick fackies. So um, we called Katie McCoy Jill again. Whoops. And neither of us Wait. corrected each other. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we were just like, like yeah, wait, Jill was her? so adorable. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, are, is one of you gonna say Katie? No, nope, no, I don't know didn't. why, but I don't she's know why. just a Jill. She is. So sorry about that. It'll probably happen again. Yes, it will. And then, oh, there was also a moment where Carly talked about we had like no sex education in the South, and I'm like, shout out Miss Cook. We had a ton of sex education in high school. We- I must correct your facky check. Okay, please. I said we did not have sex education in middle school, which is a part of other states' education. We did not get sex education until a part of biology, which is standard biology teaching in 10th grade. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So it was not standardized statewide education. The only reason we got that, honestly, was because we were in private school. Um, But most people get it in middle school as their bodies are developing, which is relevant. I will say we did in like fourth grade get the talk of like if someone touches I you. I remember y'all yes. teaching me this. The no <laughs> yeah, no teach, to your swimsuit square or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. This is my no no square. Yep. My no no square. So that is how it goes down in Tejas, y'all. 
recent yeah, legislation yeah, yeah. is a uh, proof of the oh yes but anyway um finally we said something that was actually true that we were like huh, i don't know if that's true i'm not i don't know if i should say this and blah, blah. gilmore and heart of dixie do share a set yay yes Yes, it says um, fans of the series Heart of Dixie will easily recognize the Bluebell Town Square that was featured in almost every episode. Yep, yep. And if you are also fans of Gilmore, they will know the same spot is the home of the now iconic Stars Hollow gazebo. Uh, which, okay, I know that I posted it on Instagram, but it was like a picture of the gazebo going around Instagram that was like, mm, gazebo? More like gazebo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some deep Leslie note. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people were sharing out on Instagram being like, September 1, fall is here. My heart is here. I saw a lot of people posting that, that I was like, okay, just because it's fall doesn't make you a Gilmore fan. Like I've never yeah. once seen you post or talk about Gilmore before. <sighs> yeah, just no. like the one leaf drops to the ground and you're like, oh, stars hollow. Yeah. Shut up. I die for it. Right? I know. Come on. Yeah. It's not a part of the zeitgeist if you're not here for it. Yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. Don't be fake Gilmore fans. Just let it that. run through your blood system like we do. Well, y'all, it is season three, episode eight. Start spreading the news. Mm. Where are we headed, y'all? Where are we going? Today. We're going from Texas special. to a little city to up there. Part of it. New York, New York. See, yes. I thought you were going to do this. Oh, yes. school but that song is a bop but i also prefer the glee version sorry mm, not I don't sorry like only because <laughs> mercedes does these riffs mercedes? in the background that are not in that yes i am okay. not a glee <laughs> gotta cut that out <laughs> sure that's her character name mercedes her know, name, real name is amber it. riley okay well, whatever. <laughs> but she does these um riffs which is like oh in the back I believe and you. Like, the vocals are impressive it's so but good. i will always make fun yes. of you for your love of glee i mean as yeah. you should okay <laughs> so anyway we are, oh, in, we are in we're taking a big big bite out of the big apple city so nice today. they named it twice the other name's manhattan uh the city that never sleeps <laughs> um how many new York jokes can monica fit the melting pot oh that's america did you get my michael <laughs> scott one Yes. I love that so much. The other name is Manhattan. <laughs> uh, well, y'all, if you uh, can't tell, well, Monica and I are excited uh, about this trip to New York, and I have a lot of things to say about it. And I so can't many things. wait to dig in. Uh, uh. Let's listen to a promo, and then we'll get Thank our yeah. lovely synopsis from Miss Carly. As much as I would love, love to give this to you. 
Next week, Dylan changes forever oh. on an all-new Friday Night Lights. <laughs> Why don't you let Matt play a wide receiver this year? He knows all the routes. I do know the routes just as well as anybody else, Coach. You miss one, we never discuss again. You make them all, I think about it. That's it. You're living in a dream, old brother. This is New York City. It's not Dylan where you go get a job just because you know where the boosters. Next week, don't miss the season-changing episode of Friday Night Lights. Only I know, this was a very much like um, mid-season finale kind of attempt. Yes, totally. <laughs> Totally, With some totally. wins and some losses that we will discuss. Amen. Yes, Carly, um, why don't you tell us when this came out? In I the will. This uh, came Please out do. in November 19th of 2008. As you will be able to tell by some of their lovely jackets and button downs, I liked this was very hashtag fall vibes. Anyways, very. our synopsis from IMDb, our boy movie dude is... Tammy considers new living surroundings, while Eric considers a temporary replacement for Mac, who collapses on the field during practice. Tyra considers her mm. options between following her dream and following her boyfriend, while, it's considers, it's <laughs> while considers. Jason That's considers investing his share of the profits from flipping Buddy Garrity's house in his future by taking a long trip to the East Coast. That's not really what happened. <laughs> No. He was like, I'm going to go on vacay, y'all. This a long, extended vacation to the East Coast. Yeah, he's not, he's moving there. It was like like a a whole job situation. It's a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, they don't even mention that he's trying to be a sports agent or anything in the synopsis. But there's a lot of considering. Lots of considering. We're considering all the things. Y'all, this episode made me. I mean, very weepy for very, I mean, for obvious reasons, but also like made me very nostalgic for New York in the fall and like having done the opposite of Jason recently was just like a little too much Monica, I realized that um, I'm very glad that your trip was when it was. You were there one week before the floods. I know. Nailed it. Nailed it. it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And in other news, Monica and I are both cheers. Having a drink because on honestly, the wagon, <laughs> shit out there, y'all. We needed it. Mm-hmm. It's rough, man. It's rough, and it's our day off, y'all. It's Labor yeah, Day. It's Happy Labor, Labor day. day. We are going to labor over these swines. Over these swines. 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 Shall we get into it? Okay. We should do some Let's Texas. Do it. Texas is a place I I actually didn't have a lot because we weren't really in Texas that much this episode. That's true. What is this time? What is this episode called? No it's not called not. Dylan. No, not. Um, but I also put next to this. I said this episode could also be called No Regrets. <laughs> Tim says it like five times. No regrets. Yep. Um, I did put Julie and Matt when they were walking home on that dirt road. That was pretty. Cute. That was pretty Texas. It was like that super white. Yeah. Uh, it's shale. I know nobody cares, but it's shale rock. It's shale? Yeah, you know that like chalky oh, okay. white rock that's all over Texas. Yeah. You pick it up and it kind of gets on your hands. It's mm-hmm. shale. <laughs> Why do you know that? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, I know it, one, because my dad's a dork and I'm a dork. Um, and I'm curious yes. about geological uh, history of Texas. But also yeah. because there was a big cliff in my backyard growing up mm-hmm. that we specifically weren't allowed to climb. Shale is like... Uh, really thin layers. Also, you should know this too, Monica. Seventh grade, Miss Diker. 
Mm, okay, sorry. <laughs> that's been that's been about. Did that not stick years. with you? <laughs> Shale is very thin layers of rock, and it's not good to grab. Mm. It'll just peel right off. You can like break it apart in your hands. That which is why we weren't allowed okay. to climb the cliff, which we did repeatedly, right. and I fell off of it. When you look at that cliff, you should have said Shale. No, Shale. No, nice Shale. Love no shale joke. Thanks. 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 Wait, can I tell um? <laughs> The group. Can I tell the group Share about... Share with the group, um, please. Monica just raised her hand. with the room? Yes, Monica? May I share with the room um, Carly's favorite pun of mine yes. um, when we were at my lake house oh my God. and there <laughs> was a favorite. certain male deer. Wait, we were like 13. <laughs> there was a male... Yes, yes. We were very young. We were like 13. Yeah. And there was a, a male deer outside um, very close to our house in the backyard. And my dad was like, girls, come down here. Look at this. We go down and I go... What the <laughs> Still gets her. <laughs> oh, my face. What the uh, fuck? I'm sure no one listening is laughing. They're just like they're in oh, stitches, please. Monica. Hilarious. Okay, hopefully, bitches get stitches if they don't get stitches from my puns. So <laughs> Oof, that was a mouthful. <laughs> um, right, Albus, <laughs> Percival, Frick. Wolf, Brian, Brian, Dumbledore. Wait, should we do it in Dumbledore. unison the whole thing? Yes, Alfred, Albus, Al- Alfred. <laughs> I said Alfred. <laughs> There's so many things. Albus, Albus, Wolfric. Percival. God no, damn. it's Percival second. God. All right, take three. Albus, Albus Percival, Percival Wolfric, Wolfric, Brian, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> that was worth it. Everyone loved it. Yep. Um, the other Texas thing I loved was that they just had a Pyrex filled with um fried chicken for dinner at the Taylor House. Oh, cute. <laughs> I love that. Wait, that makes me think of uh, Marvelous. Marvelous Miss Maisel. Marvelous Miss Maisel. When she's at the comedy club, she's like, my Pyrex. I love my Pyrex here. She's like, Pyrex was big day in the 60s. Yes. And it was a very, it's a very Palladino. Like, I'm going to focus on one word and say it 15 times. Yep. Yep. Oh, I love Maisel. I know. It's coming back. And Kelly Bishop's in it. I know. Uh, And our boy, Milo. Yes. Oh, my gosh. How How could could you get how could you? I'm just, you know, Emily's my true love. So I was more focused on that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then I just like thought the New York, like Tim and Jason in New York was pretty Texas-y. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I don't know how else to describe it. But yeah. they did crack me up at the hot dog stand. Oh, my gosh. I know. And I wanted one very badly. Mm, me too. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I love about 30 Rock is they really just highlight the street food availability. <laughs> yes. A uh, halal. Nuts for nuts, mm. the hot dogs. Well, I had three totally different ones Sweet. for Texas things. So I had Coach Mac passing out oh. from the heat. <laughs> also, did anybody else give a fuck that Coach No. Mac? I hoped he died. I was Me like, too. could this be it? I was like, wait, is this the end of him? Oh, he's I know. Okay. Like, is this how we kick him off the show? Yeah, people collapsing at practice. Racist is very guy? Texas. Yes. And then when... The very first scene, which we are definitely going to play, when they're trying to think of something to cheers to. Oh yeah. When Tim, when Tim goes, "Why would you ever leave Texas?" Yes, of course. Yes, obviously. And like a and such then, a symbol of the the like transitionness, yeah, of this episode. And he was like, "It's not about Texas anymore." I was like, "It's oh, about shit. Aaron and it's about Aaron and Noah." Yeah. I loved that line. I did that too. was probably my favorite line. Same. And then my third was the realtor. 
Oh, Rachel yeah. Carson. Yeah, yeah. Although she had been like a little more cowboy cheerleader, I would have, but she still was very Texan. Yes. He's like, does she ever shut up? I know. I loved when she was like, don't let her spoil the whole house for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> what, else, what other texts did you get? Uh, that is all she wrote. Same. I mean, there was a lot of that. It was very Texas. The cowboy Casanova throwing the sat like when he's packing up the car when they're on the phone, he's just like yes. throwing the oh, saddle that's around. So true. I didn't write that down, but that was that was pretty Texas <laughs> to be yeah. carrying Wait, saddles no. around. Who who was it? Oh, you know. Casanova leaning up against the wrecking machine. Machine, he's a uh, film. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Yeehaw! I'm gonna start every film section like that now. Please. Whether you like it instead or of not. instead of hey guys. Hey guys. Or what do you say? Angel, hey I have guys. A lot for you it's today. not a ton for you today. <laughs> I do have a number of things for you today. This is a pretty big episode in the fandom. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so just to break it off, start it off, break it it off, break it out. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. That's it. Um, so as you can tell, they actually went to New York for this. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. Uh, We don't need a Mexico repeat. Nope. Or a hashtag Valentine. Shout out Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Yes. Also, uh, Mexico, sepia. And that means try ice, roadies. We'll talk about it later. Carly just watched Full Rock. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> there he goes. Um, you see some fog coming around my angles. Roadies, that means dry eyes. We'll talk about Roadies. it later. We'll talk about it later. Oh, such a fucking good one. <laughs> so good. Um, but I thought the New York City footage was pretty pretty good. I agree. Um, there were a number of online articles that said that it definitely like probably broke their budget. But I am so glad yeah. they sent it. Um, Me too. It was really worth it. Uh, the scenes of Jason and Tim, we'll get into them, but walking down... New York City. I tried to like kind of tell where they were, where they were. It looked like they were like Lower West Side for a little while. Yeah. And then maybe they like went to Soho or something for those suits. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they were mostly in Times Square, honestly. Maybe Soho yeah. for the suits. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And then obviously. Which felt right, though, Square. that they would be touristy. Of like course. that's where they would go the first yes. time, you know. Yeah. Yes. Um, I am always trying to uh, spot the Upper East Side subway station because since I it had just gotten redone when I moved there and now I've noticed it in TV shows and stuff all the time although I guess this would be too old Um, but since it's so like fancy and pretty I've noticed it in a number of cameo shots yes but anywho we love the New York we love the hot dogs I thought it was really awesome of them to send that and to go ahead and go get real footage and then yeah. I did just want to shout out, they did actually also go up to New Jersey to a real university. Uh, that was shot at Drew University in New Jersey. Oh, cool. Yeah, that did, it kind of looked like Yale. I know. I mean, it's just right? like East Coast school. East Coast vibe, yeah. yeah. And I, I thought it was totally worth it just for that singular scene. I'm so glad they did that. I mean, Agreed. anybody who's anybody in the film world in New York knows that you go up to New Jersey for literally everything. Right. <laughs> or you go to, um, they do Toronto. Yes, yes, for sure. I wasn't uh, put on the budget for those trips. But (laughs) New Jersey, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But Jersey? Hell yeah. Carly, come on. Um, But yeah, I thought it was really earned and uh, worth it. 
So this episode was directed by Jeff Reiner, our boy, uh, which I'm really glad this was such a big episode. It was really pivotal. And while it did have its downfalls, which I want to get into, I did feel like um, I was in consensus with most of the online response to it, which was that it was like some of its really classic Friday Night Lights and so well done. But it was also like a little bit swinging for the fences, like sometimes all heart and no yeah, like know. a little hitting you over the head with it a little too much. Maybe. Yeah. And some yeah. of it was empty. But then the parts that hit home were really, really strong. But the yes. rest of it sometimes uh, felt like they were just trying to make an episode around the five scenes of them in New York, you know? Right, 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 right. But anyways, yes, directed by Jeff Reiner. And I did just want to shout out, we've talked about her before, but this episode, uh, the writing credit, she was one of the head writers. Her name is Carrie Aaron. She's super, super awesome. Um, We'd love to have her on the show sometime soon, so keep an eye out. But she also wrote for, it was a head writer for The Morning Show, Bates Motel, Parenthood. She's a fucking powerhouse woman. And What about Banks? (laughs) <laughs> you know, banks. <laughs> um, her name is, yeah, a Carrie Aaron. And she's cool. just like a total powerhouse woman in the early 2000s to be the head of the writer rooms. That was not always uh, very common and not an easily oh. earned position for women. So just want to shout her out. Keep an eye out. Hopefully we can get her um, on the show sometime soon. But I have found that her episodes tend to have some of those really, really strong monologues for sure. Agreed. Um, and then this is basic. Well, this is our series wrap on Scott Porter. He does pop yeah. back into one episode in season five, but yeah. for the most part, his storyline comes to an end here, and that's why this was such a pivotal episode. So we just want yeah. to um shout out the amazing yeah. role that he played on this show. He, yeah, I don't know. He just he just really made this show, and it's just think about what he did in season one and how much he was able to do with sometimes so little in season two. Yeah. And he just really, this was like one of his first roles. He was a total breakout character. And now we've really seen where his career has gone. I mean, he Mm -hmm. kind of like stutter stuffed a little bit after Friday Night Lights, but now he isn't like Ginny and Georgia was good, not great, but he was incredible. Yeah. And he's kind of time and time again, proven uh, that he is an awesome person and actor. And I just love that he got his start here. And he just did such a great job with such a difficult role, obviously more challenging than anybody else. And he Seriously. one of the reasons he took the role originally was because he would be able to play a paraplegic. And he wanted to connect with uh, that part of society and tell that story and to do it yeah. right. And he took a lot of care in um, portraying that character. And I Obviously, that comes through and was really special and important to us. Yes. And if you are a new listener, um, probably about a year ago is when we had the cameo from Scott Porter. That's just awesome and very in character and very endearing and um, gives Carly a great um, pep talk as Jason Street wears his shirt, you know, all that stuff and um, shouts out the show and everything. And so check that out if you haven't. But yeah, I, I absolutely love his story arc and like Mm -hmm. the fact that he is literally the what's the male version of the ingenue (laughs) i'm just so i'm just so feminist um the fact that he's like the leading man i guess pilot and then by the end he has a life-altering injury and his character is completely shifted on his head and the fact that they yeah 
and it's crazy and he does such a good job with it and i will obviously get more into it but i've absolutely loved um this you yeah. know where his character he goes, totally so. made this show what it became and yes. he truly like even if the writing for him was not always like 100 percent. sometimes in season two like he truly does not portray a single inauthentic moment not even once <laughs> like he he just uh is incredible Agreed. so and i thought this was a really cool episode we got to watch a couple monologues we got to channel watch him channel coach t yeah. And we got to watch him be like the ultimate baby daddy, which was super hot. Right. And also cool to use his like, obviously his football skills and like his um, inspiration from Coach Taylor with all those motivational speeches. But even just like buying that house and flipping yeah. it and selling it like he he also got to use what little experience he had of that with um, what was the player's name? Wendell. Demarcus. Oh, 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 Wendell. Wendell. Um Marcus was the guy the from other guy, yeah. last episode. But yeah, so. Yeah, so, so we just love you a lot, Scott Porter. And um, mm-hmm. we wave adieu to one of the best characters on TV. Yeah. I think so. So okay. looking forward to him popping back in. But this was definitely a pivotal, pivotal episode. Yep. And then I just wanted to tell a fun little story. So like this was also like uh, their final scene together between Scott Porter and... Uh, <sighs> Um, Kitch. Taylor Kitsch and apparently it was one of the, the most difficult scenes to shoot of the whole show it took them like over 30 minutes because both of the actors were bawling the entire time oh. and everything that you saw was authentic it was their real goodbye it was their real final scene together and um, both of them were super emotional and just cared about each other a lot and I love that Ooh. little story it's very Jim and Michael saying yes. goodbye yes. Right? and oh. also just Hell yeah, to early 2000s depiction of beautiful male friendship and love. Yeah. Ugh. Boys can cry. Tear up, we y'all. love when you cry. That was so sweet. So, yeah, Ugh. they they really struggled with that scene. And I'm sure. I, I saw online some negative reviews of Taylor Kitsch's performance in that final scene, kind of saying what? that, like, oh, I guess that maybe he just, like, really couldn't step up to the plate for a more emotional scene. But I totally disagreed. I thought that not only was it truly genuine, yeah, but I thought that it was right on the nose for yes. Tim. It was very subtle. It wasn't yep. overdone. I thought there was tons of nuance to it, and it was really emotional. If you think about who he is as a person, that's exactly that's I, I don't exactly know. I what would have happened. Right on the money. Yes, I love that when he um, he just kind of the what? nod, the smile, the nod. The nod. Oh. Is that what you're going to yes. say? Yes. Yeah. No. 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 But I mean, that's great too. But. Two things. I love that he just casually brings it up on campus. He's like, so like, you'd be moving here if you got that I job, know. you know, and that's just like him like kid. I know that's him just kind of putting it out there and starting to kind of process for himself. And then, no, the moment that made me choke up is when his voice catches. I know. And he's like, oh, I know. We'll, play it. we'll, we'll play get it. there, y'all. Anyway. Uh, yep. But I just thought it was a beautiful depiction of. Not only two really, really incredible actors, but two amazingly fleshed out, pivotal characters in a wonderful yeah. male relationship coming to an adult close where it's just like, that's that's what happens. That's the game, yeah. y'all. You say goodbye and you wish your friends the best. Yeah. Ah, I have to stop drinking wine. <laughs> I mean, y'all, I'm going to cry was... a lot in this episode. I was yeah. Warning. When we watched that scene again, 
I oh, I was I was <laughs> uncontrollable. Yep. Um, yeah. It, it's also it's so. I mean, obviously these characters are older than they are. That's just like how it's gonna be. Yes. And this it's so relatable to us now. Like it was so sad when I first watched it when I was like sixteen. But like I can't relate to like a friend moving away to be with his wife. But like I can move. I can relate to that now. Of so like. Just ugh. and it didn't resonate as much with me when I was younger because I still had the more immature side of like, well, can't they like fly and visit each other and like it's their right. friendship isn't over, isn't over. But right. when you're an adult, and it's not, you but understand it's totally that different now. Things change. Yeah, yeah, your dynamic changes, and you lose like whatever that chapter of your your friendship absolutely is not over. But yeah. the dynamic changes, your priorities change, and that's like a super emotional moment in time yeah you do have to yeah. say goodbye to your like whatever former selves former relationship and i'm crying again and we're crying again um so just to wrap up this film section uh i just thought it would be kind of fun to get into the behind the scenes of that yeah um i did have a fave frame so although it is kind of a tie okay visually I really, really, really love the moment at um, 240 when Tyra is leaning up against Cowboy Cash. The record machine. <laughs> up against the record machine, y'all. Um, no, but when he's when she's oh, leaning yeah. up against him in the back of the, the cab of the truck. Or no, yeah. not the cab. The truck the bed. The truck bed. And you can see the like Texas farmland behind them. It's just like visually really, really well done. But I can't get over the fact that... Uh, it's just like not the one, right. you know, like, yeah, you know like you don't slime ball. Exactly. Um, and then but it was really beautiful. Yes. So it is tied in first place with 4230 right at the end when it cuts back to Tim in his denim jacket leaning up against that cab. And he just sees that Jason got everything that he wanted. And he just does this little nod. Yeah. Oh, and I'm going to cry. But um, and that was just enough. That was all all he wanted. Yep. And it reminds me of that one of my favorite scenes also, although this is very cliche, um, in Love Actually when he's holding the signs for Kira Knightley. And after mm -hmm. she runs and kisses him, he just walks away. And he goes, enough, enough. Oh, And it kind yeah. of reminded me of that moment of finality of just like, yep, that was all I was seeking. <sighs> oh, and it, I just thought about when Tim sees Jason in the hospital for the first time. Yes. And he oh just is overcome. So sweet. <sighs> so oh. anyways, yep. A lot to unpack yep. there. But um, this was a really cool special episode. So the end. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, let me follow it up with a super mediocre <laughs> musician's corner Perfect. after that beautiful film section. <laughs> um, so guys, this just in. I, I may not do... <laughs> This Justin. This Justin. This is hot off the press. <laughs> I may not do Musician's Corner every single episode going forward just because there's some episodes where there's just not a lot to talk about yeah. and I don't want to force it and waste your time. So this is a light section and I'll just go through it quickly, but um, just so you're aware. But I did uh, honestly find it notable that there weren't any like huge music moments. I right? thought that they were going to have like, I mean, damn, even New Girl, when Coach moves to New York, they had like fucking Lumineers in there. I was yeah, weeping. I was like uh, kind of surprised, actually, there wasn't a hard hitting music moment in this one. I know there was really pretty score, probably by Snuffy Walden or Explosions in the Sky. Yeah. Um, toward the end. So that was really the moment. But as far as songs um we have steve earl back in this episode um who 
we claim him as a Texas act. He's also Nashville and New York, so all all of my places. But um, he was the one uh, artist this episode with some Texas roots. Um, his song plays at the very beginning when they're celebrating the house sale. But the song that I'm going to play, it's not even on Spotify, but it was at the end. Um, it was when they're like in the cab going to see Aaron and Noah. So it's like that, the beautiful, yes. um, I mean, and this is what made me really sad, like all those beautiful trees. That I know. The I'm going to miss this season. I'm like freaking Texas Falls, <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, it was showing that landscape. And I loved, like you said, I love that they actually went to New York. They actually went upstate to totally. do all this because it was also just this beautiful, like, b- like tapestry background of Jason's future. You know, like Tim's looking out the windows yes. and he's kind of like, cause he's all, all about Texas. He's like, this place is beautiful. Kind of like, yeah, I felt like he was kind of taking it his in. best friend there. Yeah. And it was oh. such a great, like they did a good job of depicting what it's like when you've never been outside of your bubble before they were yeah, both exactly. like totally enamored with it but not in a cheesy way in an adult way exactly. where they're like you're gonna live here yeah like oh wow that was so sweet so um this song's called gentle moon and it's by sun kill moon and they are a folk rock act from san francisco um initially they were called the red house painters um but the project is named after the korean super flyweight boxer sun kill moon so they were fans of this boxer. Um, so I'm just going to play a little preview from um, the internet since it's not. From the internet. From the internet. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. That's pretty. Should we break it down? Let's break it down. All right. I would like to play this opening scene very quickly. Yes. Because it is beautiful. Hey, you can't. That's not a cheers. Well, just it out loud. So you good. Two, two, money. Oh, yeah. No, wait. No, 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 no. Two being badass real estate guys who just. To money. To money. To money. What are we going to do with that money? Dude, I'm calling Mindy up on the phone and I'm telling her, sweetie. You don't ever have to shake your ass at the landing strip again. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about one or two things, maybe either open up an orphanage, or B, I'm gonna Dark go ahead and open, see how many margaritas I can buy with 14 grand. I'm in for the ladder. Uh, I like to see you like six. Like six, you're up, go. Yeah, me too. Me, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take a little trip to New York and get a job at a sports agency with my friend Graham that I met, and uh, yeah, that's what I'm gonna Casual do. bomb drop. Yep. Humble Brad. Who the hell's Grant? He's a guy I met once. So you're just gonna He's a guy I met get once. up and Move to New York. Yeah. yeah. Well, not New York. New Jersey. I'm going to live in New Jersey with Noah and Aaron, and then I'm going to commute into New York for my fancy sports agent job. Why would you want to leave Texas? <laughs> that was such a cute moment. I, like, didn't even write anything down because I didn't have anything specific other than just... Right. I just loved hearing I just needed them to, all, like, play like, it. authentically gab at each other over beers. Yeah. Two I know. things. Herc, starting an orphanage. Yeah, Second would it be all, called Rafiki's Refugees? Hercules Heroes. <laughs> Rafiki's Refugees. <laughs> there, there it is. <laughs> but also right after that, the fact that Tim uses the phrase, the ladder. Oh, wow. I guess Landry's tutoring really did a number on him. It's truly. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, I just love that opening. 
But also I will say, splitting commission yeah. three ways off the sale of one house, considering their investment, I don't think they're rolling in the dough. Well, I think Herc mentions it. He says 14 grand. So I think they all got 14 grand. Wow. I know. <laughs> well, because well, they didn't they, use a realtor. Yeah. They didn't use a realtor. And they stole copper wire. So <laughs> I think they used Billy's stolen used copper wire for all of money. the wiring. Right. No, but I think like I mean, some they of did the, all the work was stolen. Yeah. So they didn't pay anybody to work on it. Yeah. There's some factors. Yeah. So Either I guess way. that makes sense. But I'll take it. That's great. That's a great. Um, I mean, that cash ha- out. yeah. This was a very realtor episode. I was like, is everyone fucking True. buying a house? Yeah. And then it just was triggering of like. All the housing stuff. I know. We're supposed to, I'm supposed to close this week, y'all. Yes. Which, how, I mean, I love being an escrow. <laughs> but I'm also dying to be out of escrow and for this to be signed in ink. Yes. Um. But yes, I am very happy for them selling their house. And it yes. seems like they each, I mean, for if, if it's truly 14K split between three 22-year-old bozos without a dime yeah. for their names. That's not too shabby. No, I think I feel like Herc was saying like he has individually fourteen k. What? Okay, a house of that size in Texas they sell- in the early in the in like two thousand eight would have sold for like two hundred fifty k. Hold on, hold on. Jason says the exact number. He was like, "We're not budging from," and I think it's at least two ninety. Even still, well, I guess if they. Realtors take like fifteen percent, plus being this. They're also the sellers, right? They may have made a good Maybe. chunk of change. Yeah, and again, the copper wire money. And again, <laughs> again, they I'm a housing money. expert now. <laughs> yes, you got to steal I'm, copper wire. Yeah, I know everything. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Jason just kind of casually drops this bomb, and he has yes, not really his life plan. Yeah, it seems like Tim. All the scenes with Jason. And oh shit, what's her name? Aaron. Aaron and stuff. He hasn't been super open about, or at least not that we've seen. Most of it, Tim has been kind of looking over from the corner and like he's been mm-hmm. clocking what's been going on with the baby mama and stuff. But it seems like Jason has been kind of playing tight to the chest. And so this yeah. is the first time I think he's announced his plans like to the crew. Yes, agreed. And I, yeah, I kind of love that it it then went into Tammy looking at her dream house and that yeah. whole plot. Although yeah. I didn't love that. I mean, it was fine. I just found it kind of empty. Like we've also, wa- not only was it a little like almost too on the nose for the whole real estate stuff that they've been, I'm like, okay, enough with the real estate. Real estate, yes. <laughs> but also we've literally seen them house shop before. Yeah, that the, and like the pilot, yeah, or something like very early or, on. No, I think it was even later than that. They were looking. Remember, at he's like, "She'll look at this fine. She'll like this fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then no, because I think it was like the pilot because it was like if he doesn't win the oh, because he goes, "Let's see oh, what happens on yes, Friday night." Yeah, yes. So, but I, I didn't mean, find maybe that really fleshed out. So I actually just to play devil's advocate, um, devil's ad- devils, avocado. Devil's avocado. Um, I actually really liked <laughs> that. Play plot. Devil's avocado with you. Devil's avocado. I liked that plot point a lot. Actually, um, it did feel like okay. We need to give them something. Like it didn't feel yeah. really plot or character um, constructive. Yeah. But and we'll we'll probably play that scene at the end. But 
Yeah, the ending kinda, scene was was. I earned. loved the conclusion it came to because it wasn't like, oh yeah, let's get the house. It was just like, yes. you know, what? we we literally we cannot afford this. And well, and coach that's was a very being, like kind of a dick most reality. of the episode, and I liked yeah. them revisiting, and him, just yeah. approaching. It was still the same answer, but he approached it totally differently. Yes, and well, and it's realistic. sweet. Because you realize he's being a dick because he would love to give that to her. Of course. And he loves, he's like her, seeing her, her like squeal at all this stuff is yeah. like killing him. And just that long well, you know pause what? of him just being like Eric looking at her and like, oh, so sweet. Shouldn't have decided to coach high school football. Right. If you wanted four bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I did. I did enjoy it. They I just know, didn't like. Yeah. It was clearly kind of like plugged in as a means to an end. But yeah, I also okay. think like, I mean, it was cute when the realtor was like, I have an a, adorable like two bedroom. You can look at whatever. I'm like, why, why couldn't they, why did they shoot for the fences? Like, why couldn't they just look for like an upgraded house? That's not like yeah. big yard, big everything. Well, I, don't know. I mean, not to Carl Splain, please, but the, economy was crashing and just moving yeah. just slightly upgrading you'd likely lose money in that move if That's the market true. wasn't on your side um yeah. you have to like make a big investment and then have more physical property right as uh, as the money in the bank but they probably didn't have say cash. you go big or you go home exactly That's what yes. they yes okay and we know it to be that true in almost sense. every situation we do um, but it was fun to watch still. And Coach yeah, was yeah, yeah. Coach was like kind of a little D-bag most of the episode. I was like glad yes. to see him turn it around at the end. Yeah, the other like D-bag part is with Matt, you know. Like, yeah, and the on. coach thing. You Like there was no reason for him to be stubborn about that guy being mm, coming in as I kind of... I kind of... This is this comes back to the very beginning when you were like, he's being crazy and paranoid. And I'm like... I'm well, still I don't think he was being side. crazy and paranoid. I just think he was being unprofessionally stubborn. Yes. No, no, no. I'm saying when, like, the this first started happening, probably a few episodes, and Coach is like, she's getting under your skin, and you don't know yeah. it. And you're like, he's being crazy and paranoid. And I was like, I kind of I yeah. side with him. And this was just a continuation of that, where it's like, he just doesn't want them to get their claws in what I he know. has. And it's and a I fair get point. It. I just found it to be like Buddy made a good point. He was like, and the guy, they did kind of hit us on the over the head with it. That that other coach, JT, JT, why do I keep fucking doing that? JD's uh, coach, Wayne or Wade. Wade. Wade um, was such a nice guy. I know. And it did yeah. kind of make coach look bad. I just could, to me, it looked like he was just saying no because he was associated with the McCoys. With the McCoys. When yeah. in reality, the professional decision, the best decision for the kids was yes. to immediately say yes. And it's fine if he needs to wrestle that's over true. it. It wasn't like the end of the world, but I was kind of no, like. No, that's true. You just say, like imagine that in a professional situation. I'd be like, "That's true. this is that's not true. your job to have a vendetta yeah. against this family. <laughs> I kind of forgot like they needed him to step up. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't just like, like a favor. Mac has like big shoes to fill. Right. Unless we're talking about size-wise, because he's a big fat guy. <laughs> big fat guy. Was he a great yeah. big fat guy? Shout out, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. We could go up there on the river. <laughs> I'd fuck me. Oh, you know what? I'm totally doing um, Andy Bernard. Andy Bernard. Andy Dwyer in Parks and Rec doing Rambo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> 
episode so much. It's so good. Um, but anywho, I wrote anywho. practice is going dot 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 well. Yes. I um yeah, I get what Coach is saying with Matt, like he can't risk him getting hurt, but like it's his senior year. His senior like, year. Come on. Like and he's he is kind of actually more built for a wide receiver, I think. Like, I know. It's kind of yeah, the perfect he was never, decision. Like, a shoe in for the for QB. For quarterback. Yeah. I think so too. And I liked Julie's input and sway yeah, when she was like, me you too. just have to nag cute. at him. I get we got Julie some was adult cute. Julie. Yeah. Julie, okay. We're we're on like a two episode streak of Julie well, being tolerable. And yes. like om- enjoyable. And like enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Even even I liked her in this up. Nary enjoyable. <laughs> Nary. Yeah, that's not right. Nary. Nary. I love saying Nary a peep. Nary a Nary peep. A peep. Um, no, she was she was good. Yes. Um, okay, so we go to New York with the boys pretty quick out of the gates. We do. Oh, they don't really get into it very much, but just watching him go around New York in a wheelchair was exhausting. <sighs> I said wheelchairing in Times Square sounds like the worst thing no. in the world. Oh. I can't imagine. Lord. I already avoid, you already avoid well, Times like, Square like the plague, and then you're in a wheelchair. I can name like one of the subway stations that I used regularly that had working elevators. Right. Like yeah. the escalators would definitely break damn near every day, but you just right. walk up and down them. <laughs> yes. Right. Oh, I'm sorry, but that, um, that new station, the Upper East Side with the long fucking escalator, it's like three stories long escalator. Yeah. Every. Yeah. Fucking morning. I'm late to work. I mean, yeah, I stopped for a bagel and coffee. Okay. As you should, because you're living your Anne Hathaway dreams in New York. Obvi. And I have no food at home. And every damn day I show up to the station and it's broken. So I'm like dripping and sweat by the time I get to work. But that's also I love that you're you don't have food at home because you're broke. So you go buy an expensive bagel and coffee. That is the twenties logic, isn't it? Yep. I'm a millennial, y'all. Also, that was just my like biggest meal of the day. Yeah. Did somebody eat an onion bagel? Well, Stanley Tooch. <laughs> Stanley Tooch. <laughs> Stanley Tooch. Um, but yeah, the New York in the wheelchair was ugh, my my greatest yeah. sympathies. But I did just enjoy that like whole montage of them walking around. I loved the fall weather, and we got to so see good. one of my favorite Tim Riggins jackets. Should we? <gasps> Oh, do yep. I love Tim Riggins in this denim jacket with the and lamb fur lined? Uh, yeah, what gen- are they called? Lapel jean jacket. I, don't know. I just call it a fur lined jean jacket. I yeah, think that's yeah, yeah. What, yeah, it's very John I Denver. Yes. Oh, loved it so much. Loved it. Um, and we also had lots of like sweaters and button downs. I just yeah, it was great fall did. vibes. Great fall vibes. We had Aaron's sweater at the end that was very yes. cozy. And I loved Julie's purple long sleeve in her braids at the nighttime dinner scene when they're throwing yeah. the football. Mm-hmm. Um, also love Tammy's white long sleeve. Always love her in that. They put her in it a lot. Yes. And I always do. notice it because I'm terrified of sweat stains. And I'm like, <gasps> how does she wear that? <gasps> how dare she? Um, also, one of my first ever, y'all, hot off the, hot off the press, yeah. first ever positive fashion notes about Buddy. I Buddy thought he was in the, oh, at the was hospital. Was he in this episode? At, just oh, at the hospital. Yes, yes. And he was wearing a white pullover sweater with a over a like collared shirt. And oh, he cute. looked damn nice. Nice. Let's and go, his Brad. His hair was kind of long with the curl. Like, yeah. I was like, 
Buddy, you look great. Buddy. Love it. Love it. What did we think about Jason's uh, suit endeavors? I I mean, I love that. I love the whole Tim asking for a suit and like going directly to the cab. And then, yeah, it was very cute. But yeah, I don't know how much I would spend on a suit. I've never obviously bought bought one. one. I would imagine it like a dress. Like it's a complete outfit. Right. I would have. I mean, I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. Budgeted. Got the one that looked good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I did find that very like newbie in New York. Like you have a name from your phone of the place you want to go to. And then you like spend two hours trying to find it. And then it's like stressful and it's not right. And you feel embarrassed. And then you just go like to some podunk random one you find on the street. And you're like, ah, this is fine. I just want this This to be over. I know. I know. It's like when I tried to find a little art store, I wanted to buy like paints and brushes. And I did basically the exact same thing. Yes. And I like feel so embarrassed when I have to turn all the way around. Like I've gone the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's play. Oh, unless you have more fashion. Uh, my my last note was just that I did uh, laugh that since we had the return of cash, that we also had the return of the wallpaper button downs. <laughs> I put that down. It was like floral. They're, they're always floral. It's like, yeah, I want. Yeah, I want them on my want, drapes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want them on my drapes, not on my man. Yeah, not on my cash. Yeah. I want to play the Jason and Grant scene because it is cringy. The very first one. Very cringe. Very cringe. And very New York. Very New York. So I understand we only met once, sir, but um, I've been thinking a lot about what you said about being a sports agent and how it's the next best thing to playing. And I I would love to stop, son. Quit doing this to yourself. Oh, I didn't even realize that he goes Jackson and he goes, it's Jason. Oh, I didn't catch that either. I didn't. Right. Let's let's hear that one more time. Nice touch. A lot about what you said about being a sports agent and how it's the next best thing to playing. And Jackson, I, I would love to stop, son. Quit it's doing Jason. this to yourself. I could, I could start at the bottom. There's really, it's not a problem. I, I could work my way up. I, You're living in a dream world, brother. This is the big time. It's New York City. It's not Dylan where you go get a job at a car dealership just because you know one of the boosters. Do you have any idea who applies for the entry level positions? No, sir. They're Harvard graduates. I'm not kidding you about that. It was a miracle I got my ass in here. And it's going to be a miracle if I get to stay. Your buddy Wendell, he screwed me over. He told me he's going to sign with me. And then he goes out and gets courted by SEI, who is the biggest, glossiest sports talent agency in this city. Didn't even call me. Son, the only reason I let you into this office today is because I was looking for some information about Wendell that would help me out. That's it. Okay, well, thank you. I'm like, I'm glad that it worked out, but I'm like, do you want to work for this guy? (laughs) I know. I know, and it was very, like, PTSD for me because that was, this was, like, pretty similar to my New York experience. I mean, other than that, I just went to like a huge, I won't name drops. No. CNN. <laughs> but I went to like one of those big ass companies where they're like, do you, you mean know? the Clinton News Network? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did. I worked for CNN. It's okay. <gasps> I'm not evil. I promise. I'm not a Kabbalah monster that has children in my basement. I promise. Um, but it was very much like this. It was very much like, do you even know who gets full-time jobs here? Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, you're the dust on my boot. It Like, it was very much like that. This yeah. was, I found this to track. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, I will say I won't name the company either, but I when I was applying to jobs in New York and here in Austin, I had one kind of preliminary interview and he could not have been less interested in anything I was saying. Like he yeah. it was a Zoom and interview and he was like, like my time is clearly more looking than yours. Yeah, clearly looking at a computer, like not paying attention. I was like, yeah. awesome. It's great. Awesome. We love guy. Awesome. It's awesome. Um, so. so I yeah, I I think I enjoyed that because it's yeah. also like He's coming from a small town and he does yeah. that's that is his experience of yeah. like, okay, I have an in. And that's yeah, that's and that's, that's it. It that's the that's ball game. I do think Grant was a was over the board, overboard, douchey, but I did like his dose of reality of like, you know, because yes. it, it almost made fun of the trope in TV or film. And I think about Rory Gilmore showing up to prop or the Province whatever Journal. magazine. No, you, yeah, you yeah. She's it. like and you don't just like show up somewhere and like give me a job like that's yes. not a thing and so i did like that part of it oh i just wrote such a movie trope of like yeah i'm gonna show up and get a job i'm like make a fucking appointment i mean right jason call Come ahead on. you went yeah, all the way to ahead at least it's just like call the office right it's like we're back at the shark blood appointment like yeah. you didn't make an appointment so i definitely wasn't totally on that guy's side i but i do think right. that he was correct and he was like this is the big leagues yeah but i also just have animosity to the big leagues and i think they have sticks up their bums and we'd like to and pop I wa- them out yeah, I watch one them, by one. Yeah, regardless of my experience, I watch them turn away lots of talent um, and just be, you know, I was just like, what kind of life do you live when you go home? Like when you spend all day like that of like, I I'm better. The, the people around me are the underlings and like, this is new fucking York like that. I mean, yeah, no, no, no. I don't think he was over the top for like reality for sake. I just oh. mean like. Like for what I liked about him, I did like the reality check. I thought his he was douchey too. Well, and I agree with you. I didn't really think about that. Something rubbed rubbed me the wrong way about Jason Mm -hmm. going back to the office, and that was it. I was like, wait, this is the guy he wants to work for, right? And like he was more down to earth later. But yes, I did kind of laugh, and we'll get into it later. But when when Jason is talking to Wendell, and he's like, you know, like work for the guy who's like saving for his college fund and who like this is going to make him put dinner on the table. And I'm like, um, that guy in that high rise with the bow tie is not scraping for his kid's college fund. Just by the high rise and the bow tie. No, I actually no. I, I think he he doesn't make a lot of money. That guy. I think he's just really he's really proud of what he has. Okay. And he's very pompous because he's like New York businessman. Yeah. But I got the I got the that they feeling that like, like the high dollar. Yeah, because he this was a smaller agency. He dresses well. He acts like he's yeah. you know new money, but he's probably not. Fair, but yeah, you know. but yeah, I did love that scene. But it was very cringe. It was like Jason, so make cringe. an appointment. Come on. Yeah, and it made me very grateful for just the total one eighty of my interview with my current company, where they were like, "How do you feel about moving to Austin? Like that must be scary. I know. Like how are you doing? Like they're so yeah. sweet. I like, I oh. won't uh, say any names, but I have a friend in New York who totally basically lived out devil wears Prada like straight up um and then when they started working for a reasonable company yeah they were like my boss just two weeks in just took me to lunch and like asked me if I needed to talk about all of the trauma and stress that I've been carrying from my last job I was like you're like that they like care about you as a person no it's really nice bonkers once you get there (laughs) I know it's crazy Wow. Um, so then we go to Times Square, LOL. 
Got it. Yes. Ever heard of it? Yeah. Ever heard of it? Um, <laughs> and I did love the line of Tim. So like Jason's kind of pity partying and he was like, drop the violin six. <laughs> yes. I, I'm totally going to say that now. Drop the violin. Oh, yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm playing a lot of clips, but we have to hear him yeah, talk about Gypsy. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. I knew you were going to love that. But I also, like, obviously, it was hilarious. Um, the scene's hilarious. But then Tim has such a good idea. And it I made know. me think of Ron Weasley when, like, he has a good idea. And it's like, yeah, it's been known to happen sometimes. Like, come I on. Know. Like, give me credit. Like, I know She's I'm, like, like the goofy guy, but I have great ideas. And that's what gains him a smooch in Deathly Hallows when he remembers did you just hear? Yes. Again. <laughs> that's that's on my sound effect. Oh. <laughs> oh, I have sound effects on here. Look. And then what's A? Oh, we should go absolute <laughs> fucking Bonkers. ham with those. Seinfeld. And then one more. Love it. Oh, oh. you know what? I'm telling jokes. I'm a bee. Oh, shit. I'm a bee. I'm a bee. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bee. Ooh, okay. Happy birthday, bee yesterday oh happy birthday be yes dream girls will never leave you nor will we <laughs> you feel that you're watching a woman who has peeled down to her unadorned it Riggs. when did tim well, riggins sorry, learn it's not working all right i appreciate the fact you're trying to cheer me up but it's not going to work all right the only thing that's going to cheer me up is having my boy in my arms and that's not looking like it's going to happen anytime soon so you I know what you want your boy in your arms? Yeah. Go go grab Wendell. Bring him back to that agency. Make him sign there. Right. Because you know yeah. what? You're the only person that's going to be able to do that. You know what you're going to get out of it? A job that they won't be able to deny you. And some leverage. And that's all you need right now. So wait, you want me to go down to Penn A&M and convince Wendell that he's making a mistake? Because, I mean, he is making a mistake. He's making a huge mistake. That's brilliant, Riggs. Do it. So guess what we're doing tomorrow? Right after Gypsy Tonight, then. <laughs> right after Gypsy Tonight. <laughs> I love it. I you love you, Jessica. No goes. matter where they go, Tim is always like making sure they have a priority of getting of some culture. Having fun. I know. I love it. I know. In Mexico, he's like, we got to do the cantina, whatever. Jason's Jason like, like, we are okay. here for my surgery. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I didn't think about that parallel. I love that. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was hilarious. Classic Tim. But yeah, it was a great idea. And they're like, yeah. let's go get him. I mean, I did have minor qualms with this like random mm. character that was super close to Jason. But whatever. right, but we'll let it slide. I mean, we entered his senior year. So it's not that far off that he would have had a yeah. friend or somebody who was close to on the team older. that was a year or two older. Totally. Oh, do we want to talk about Tyra and Cash for a mo? Let's do it. So, yeah, she had, I found her storyline more compelling than what was going on with the Taylors. Yeah. I mean. So sad. Yeah, it was rough. And, like, totally when they're sitting in the bed of the truck at the beginning of the episode, they're very sweet. And, like, Cash, I know. They, he played, they wrote his character really well. Like, yeah. Every they episode, did. I, like, almost fall for him. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, and he's like, at the beginning of this episode, she's like, well, I have a college interview. And he's like, oh, OK, well, then you can't come. That's important. Yeah, I know. And he was like, like, that oh, was important. I was like, oh, he cares. And then she's like, hey, are you going to stay faithful to me? And he's like, I'm a try. Ugh. I was like, 
go put your lip over your head and swallow it. Quote, Amanda. I'm going to be honest, Tara. I need a warm body by my side. Yeah, I was like, get get a fucking space heater. Right, get a body like a pillow. a lot of cold nights, six a whole cold months. Nights. Honey, you want to talk three years? You want to talk? <laughs> get you want to talk years on years? Ugh. Yeah, so was that was sad. Um, we can. And I it mean, messes we have a her up of, for interview. I know. But also, Ugh. I was like, okay, don't take that call. Don't take that call him call. after. Yes, and like, okay, literally, as the woman approaches her and it's like, oh, we're ready for your interview. She's like, right. I gotta take this call. At least pretend and be like, I'm so sorry. This it's medical yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she's like, I'm sorry, I gotta take this quick call. And then she's like, Hey, do you think you'll cheat on me while you're away? I'm like, not no. the time, Tyra. <laughs> Discuss it later. Seriously. Oh, man. And his response was just fuckboy pathetic. Yes. I'm a agreed. try. I'm a try, I'm a Tara. Try. I'm a try. I'm glad she hung up on him after that. And But then she like yeah. went into her interview all weird. I know. Um, and that was so painful, the like Tammy being like, no, oh, they called. Know. You know, there'll be more. So you're like, you knew you fucked up, and you're like, oh, crap. But she, I mean, those lessons learned, girl. But lessons learned. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You got to focus up. Yep. Although I did not like her response to it in that she, as of the end of this episode, is wanting to run away with cash. Yes. Did not like that at all. I about that, TBH. I didn't forget about (laughs) it. (laughs) I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, Yeah. Um, so that's an unfortunate storyline, but it was very realistic. It was, yeah, yeah. And we've all like, yeah. I mean, it takes a while to learn how to. We've all been there. Cowboy has been like, yeah. "Come with me." We've all know. run away to the rodeo to escape yes. college before. Of course, we all know that game. Um. Okay. Let's see. Oh, we could listen to Jason channeling his coach Taylor when he's talking to Wendell. Yes, I have Jason's pitch. Here we go. It's really what you want to do. If you've really thought about it, if you really see the big picture here, but I don't think you do. What's all about? I don't think you see the fact that this bigger agency, you're just another athlete on paper to them. You're just another paycheck to them. They're going to collect as many of you as they can to get another BMW in their garage. That's what you are to them. You need someone who's young, someone who's smart, someone who's who's ambitious, someone who's going to put all their attention on you, all their passion into you, and all their drive behind making you, because making you is going to make them. That's what you need. And Grant is that person? I think so. You're going to be his present. You're going to be his future. You're going to be his kid's college fund. You're going to be the reason that he's able to put dinner on his family's table every night, and he's going to work harder for you because of that, because of his family. Because when success is essential to keeping your family together, there's there's nothing a man will not do. Okay? All I'm saying is, give him a shot. Go and talk to him. He can get the job done. He's been trying to get a hold of you, and you've been ignoring him. Jason, man, what you get out of this, dude? I want Grant to give me a job. But I also want to see you succeed. So on my way back home, I figured I'd come down here and tell you you make a mistake. 
You know, I, I could have just gone back to Dylan and said, you know, I didn't get a job in the city and, and Wendell's making a mistake and I, I really hope he makes it and just left it at that. You know, I could have done that, but you know me and I'm not the type of guy who just leaves things at that. Jason, there's no one else like you, man. I'm counting on that. <laughs> I love that. So sweet. I'm counting yeah. on that. And he was honest and straightforward and was like, this is what I'm getting out of it, but I also am not the type of person to not do what's best for you. Yeah, exactly. I loved it. Very Coach so T. Good. Very Coach T. Um, And we love it. They go we back into the office and... Show him what's up. And what my favorite, like one of my favorite moments of the episode is after, uh, what's his name? Grant comes mm -hmm. out and is like, oh, Wendell, like come back in my office. Let's talk. And then he's like, Jason, come on in for the meeting. Yeah. And as he rolls into the meeting, he just turns around and looks at Tim as if he like needed his endorsement. And Tim just yeah. nods at him and is like, yep, this yep, is it. Go. Yeah. This is go it. Out, go, go on. So Ugh. Ugh. Just love it. And and then when he's rolling up and he's like, whew, like, he's like, this yeah. is, this is it. Yeah. Very, oh, very so sweet. Um, yeah. Okay. There was one hilarious hashtag Tammy time. Mm. Tammy line. Tammy if we want to play it, it's at 28 minutes flat. It's when they go to dinner. We can play her, goes, however much of it you want. But yeah, she's like, yeah, it's she nice goes, to be complimented on the dinner I slaved over all day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was going to say when after they do the, um, the footballing. Oh, She's, yes. He's like, Coach let's go. Each goes, it's cold now. <laughs> oh, and, but I loved Coach was like, do we have any aspirin in the house? I'm, oh, yeah. She's like, oh, She's yeah, like, you haven't thrown like that in years. Miss Tally, this is really good chicken. Oh, good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's nice to be complimented on the food that you've slaved over after a long day at work. <laughs> <laughs> so good. He's like, he's like I, I complimented you. Yes. <laughs> So good. Um, I also loved, we had some great Matt Sass. Yes, we did. Yeah. I He's really like, well, enjoyed that whole dinner scene with Matt. Me too. And the Taylors. And they like, he's like, yeah, I'll do 10. I'll, I'll get yeah. them all. Like, I love seeing his confidence. There was one specific moment where I was like, ooh, that is season three Matt. And mm. um, it, he, they're talking about it. And he, Julie's like, hey, like, there's no reason. Like, he knows all of the lines better than anybody. And coach is like, and they just kind of keep talking. And then Matt actually oh, in, interrupts coach. And it's like, I do actually know all the lines better than anybody else. And yes. I was like, ooh, that second like comeback, that was him one listening to Julie and yeah. remembering to like be persistent and just like a confidence that he totally didn't have a season ago. And yes. I loved that. Love it. And I loved when they're playing, um, when he's running all those routes and which, first of all, I have some things to mansplain. Mansplain! Woo! Um, he goes, he's like, you've been stretching those legs. He was like, yeah, I've been using them a lot on the bench. You I know. know. Like, so good. So but good. I, I think I have mansplained some of these in the past, but it was kind of a good little crash course again. It, it was. was a big, it was kind of a, you know, a, a midterm, if you will, ah, of these terms. Beautiful. Yes. So I didn't look all of them up. Pencils. Yes, get him out, get him out. But slant route is a pattern where the receiver runs up the field at approximately a 45-degree angle, heading to the gap between the linebackers and the linemen. I 
And then he talks about a curl route, also called a hitch or hook, which is a pattern run by a receiver where the receiver appears to be running a fly pattern. Don't know what that is. But after a set number of steps or yards, it's when they fly, they get on their brooms, they try to catch the snitch and then they give up. They get back down to the field. Um, Appears to be running a fly pattern, but after a set number of steps or yards, will quickly stop and turn around looking for a pass. Love it. And then there's the skinny post, which before we get into the skinny post, what's a post? A post is a moderate to deep passing route in which a receiver runs 10 to 20 yards from the line of scrimmage straight down the field, then cuts toward the middle of the field at a 45 degree angle. So it's kind of like a slant, but you wait Okay. Um, yeah. 10 like or 20 yards you go straight exactly Makes sense. and now what's a skinny post which is a variant of the post pattern in which the receiver cuts in field oh. at a shallower angle it's called the skinny uh, post I was like, it is just, thinking it was what? like no, low calories maybe it's the diet post gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. yes and it is designed to find a hole in deep coverage cutting shallow inside the deep sideline defender but not far enough to draw the middle defender of course not of course not. And then finally, we have our out and up, which I believe I drew that picture in like our third oh, episode yes. or whatever. And I showed you and I was like, here's my lovely drawing that looks like crap. The out and up com- combo is a companion play to the out slant combo play. After you've gotten the defense used to the shorter out route, hit them up. Hit them over the top with the out and up. <laughs> okay, hit them up over the head. With hit the them up over the head. You know what? I'll just show you all this photo again and it'll help. Um, it's just, they go out and they go up. I'm pretty sure I still have that original picture. We can post it. Perfect. Perfect. A beautiful Um, monsplain. And I love that Matt missed the last one and coach admittedly was like, it was a crappy throw. Sorry. I know. And he was like, I'll think about it. Yeah. You know what? When he caught that like second to last one though, I went. Nice. Yeah. Nailed it. (laughs) Okay, should we play the big two final scenes? Of course we should. We can listen <laughs> to Coach. Here. Let's do Coach first. Yes, of course. And then we'll do the final. Yes. Sweet Tammy moment and Coach being like, we're stuck in our tiny home forever. Because I am but a poor peasant coach. But a poor coach. As much as I would love. Love to give this to you and to the kids and to myself. It's a beautiful house. No doubt about it. We cannot do this. It is a lot. If we ended up getting this, I would go crazy. I would not sleep at night. Financially, uh, we cannot do this. I am sorry. Bell and I got the best life 
and I don't need this house. But I appreciate your coming and looking and being honest with me, and that was all I cared about. Just whatever we do, we're doing it together. Very sweet. And I love because he was like very just like totally curt with her Mm -hmm. originally. And even though the answer was the same, he took the time to go back and say no. Yeah. Realistically. Exactly. Sirens coming by. I fear it. Here they come. Here they come. Yep. And then I loved before we played this final scene when they're Jason's like workshopping what he's gonna say, and then yes. Tim's like, "I'm pregnant. What if she throws you a curveball? Like, what are you gonna do?" <laughs> Tim is always coming in with the classic advice. Yep, so good. Loved him in this episode, and then we get this amazing final scene. I, yeah. I wish we had like good Tim clips to play, but so much of him in this episode was just like amazing face acting. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, we also get some podcast name drops in this clip. Oh. Yes, forever. I hope you get everything. I hope you get everything you want. But no matter what happens in here, you're, you're always going to be my best friend. And you deserve to be happy. Some serious changes in my life in the last couple weeks. I just got a job in the city, in Manhattan, and it's it's just an entry level position. But I got my foot pretty solidly in the door of a, of a pretty great sports agency, and I'm I'm going to be making about forty thousand dollars a year, which I hear isn't much around this neck of the woods. But sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. I just I want you to be able to take some time off and just be with Noah and be home, and. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna find a place to live, and I would, I would really like that to be with you and Noah. If that's what you want, and if that's not what you want, 
I'm still gonna find a place close to here. You know, far enough away that I'm not gonna be a stalker or anything, but close enough that I can... Close enough that I can be here. For you and for him, because I'm never gonna let this baby down, ever. perfect final monologue oh. we get the the nod and the look from the tim and scott porter just like blows Breaks it out of the heart. water it's just so sweet because he's so like buttoned up like mm-hmm. he wants to pitch it to her too like he's just pitched to wendell he's just pitched totally. to grant but he's and like he's totally can't respectful. get through it without breaking his voice because he wants it so bad and he Oh, it's so sweet. It's so sweet. Any <sighs> woman that does not say yes to that offer, you yeah, are isn't it cuckoo it? pants. <laughs> oh, uh, beautiful. Yeah. And we end. I on love that. that it. I love that it ends on Tim. I know that was yeah. like, that was my tied fave frame. Yeah. And I'm excited to see, sort of what this ignites in Tim too. Yeah. Of like his trajectory but it was just ain't nothing more fulfilling than watching like two best friends like send each other off to their next big steps yep it was very sweet very moving mm. and scott porter just does an incredible job and so does taylor kitch agreed damn <sighs> did we do the dang thing i think we did it yeah any strays before before we rate, um, I don't think so. There were really there yeah. was not like a lot of tiny tidbits in this one. It was just like right. some big, big pivotal moments. moments, yeah, and not a lot of B characters, which was a little unusual. But agreed, worth it for the New York, the New York. <laughs> I can go first. Okay, yeah. This is again. One of the episodes I think about when I think about my favorite moments of Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's yep. the most For recent sure. was to Matt and Julie at the lake um, and then in the car and then her coming home. Um, and then this is another one that and it just catches you by surprise because you don't really expect him to like move to New York and have this yeah. baby. And it's a very a lot of TV kinda, shows like like try and send them out of the nest and then they end up holding them back and keeping them yep. around. But he, I really respect the trajectory. Yeah, like the very clear cutting of the ties was really yeah. refreshing and sweet and sad and all of it. So, yeah. And I thought the other parts of the show, or I mean of the episode, were not super, you know, character developy or plot um, moving forward. Whatever. Um, Those are verbs. Yeah. <laughs> But I liked them regardless, and I I thought they were, you know, powerful in their own right. Totally. 
And but I mean, the main obviously Jason's storyline is the main thing here. And that's what I'm thinking of. So I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10 devil avocados. Nice. Yeah. Um, I have similar feelings. I yeah. really, really enjoyed the good parts of it. And I I can look past an episode that didn't necessarily like give credence to the B plots because it was a series wrap on Scott Porter. And I think that that justifies the spotlight and most of the attention of the writing in the episode. So I was kind of okay with it. And none of the B plots like actively bothered me. Um, I don't think that like they all rang rang true. They just weren't like, you know, I don't know. They didn't blow me out of the water, but they didn't need to. And and we wouldn't have wanted them to. Exactly. And, And I think that like Tyra's stuff was just enough. Because I did find that interesting to watch and compelling. And it was just kind of, yeah, just enough going on on the side on the sidelines. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just <laughs> nailed it. Nailed it. Um, I just really, really enjoyed the trip to New York. I really enjoyed that they uh, just made it happen because it was so yeah. worth it to actually be there and to watch Tim Riggins and Jason Street navigate the streets of New York. And um, to watch one of our main characters get launched off into his next thing. And it was it's timely. Like, I hate when they have characters stick around the high school parking lot for forever. I know. And so even though, like, if it feels abrupt or too soon, that means it was probably the right time. Yes. And so, That's so true. I just really respect. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just so glad that they actually send him out of the womb. And it was just really realistic to life. And I loved watching their best friend moment. I loved watching these two actors have this like moment of respect for what they both brought to the show. And it was just really emotional and moving. And I thought that the Tammy and Eric stuff was like just enough. Yeah. You know, um, to keep my interest and um, peaked. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the Tyra stuff. Yeah. Before you finish, though, I think you mean kicked him out of the nest, not out of the womb. I just want to be clear. Well, I mean, both of them apply. I wanted to use the weirder version, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that he would has be been the more normal. Born, one. yeah. Not out of Dylan. Dylan, if Dylan is the womb, is Dylan the womb? Yeah. And New York is sure. um, everything else. Okay. Well, anywhere else is true. Exiting is... the womb, <laughs> and except for TMU, that doesn't count. Exit wombs, you know. Exit wombs. Hashtag exit wombs. <laughs> Y'all exit your wombs. Get out of there. Come on. The exit is on the right. Anyway. All right. <laughs> You're going to have a great jump today. <laughs> Do your half your exit body. Y'all, that's some Finding Nemo. That is. Um, But yeah, I, I just like thoroughly enjoyed um watching these two best friend characters uh, find their next step and footing in life. Yeah. And I'm going to give it an eight and a half New York Street hot dogs. Yes. Two best friends <laughs> sharing one wonderful one short, short day. Beautiful. That's a little wicked for y'all. 
That is. I hope you enjoyed it. Didn't and I hope enough? you enjoyed this yeah. episode. There wasn't enough And I hope you enjoy the rest of the show that we will yeah. be doing. Stick around. Stick around. Y'all, get out your wombs. Mm-hmm. Stick around and and set up that low calorie post, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna go visit Herc's orphanage. Okay, yeah. bye, Rafiki's refugees. Yeah. So yeah, and follow us at TX Forever Pod. Listen to our new cover, Double Town, out everywhere under my name. Yep. Featuring Don't forget Kyle to Ruffage. leave us iTunes reviews. Yes, please. For Apple Pods, it's the same. We've been remiss yes y'all we want to hear from you we post them on instagram we read them a lot on the show and they're super fun and they really help us so go write us some reviews and don't forget to head to txforeverpod.com slash shop Shop. and get yourself a dang t-shirt because they're cozy af and they're going fast sweating in one and they won't be around for long and they're a limited edition and we're throwing a sticker hot cakes hot takes and hot cakes yep All the things you get from this chaos episode that we're so glad to bring to you today. Carly, what do we, how do we, yeah, how do we do it? Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Bye. I have to be so bad. So I'm going to hop. All my friends were vampires Didn't know they were vampires Turns out I was a vampire myself In the devil town